Hello, hello, this is Wickedly Bewitching, and I'm your guide, Lady L, your fat, sassy spiritualist, and I'm here to take you on a journey of the magical world of witchcraft. But not just witchcraft, but the world around us, how we involve ourselves in the world, how we integrate ourselves in the world, and how we connect to the world. Because let's just face it, the world is weird, and so are we. So if you're all about embracing your weirdness, stay tuned because this is going to get spiritually weird. Words have such profound magic. Like if we really think about it, words can create, they can destroy, they can change, evolve, flow. Words can disappear altogether. There are plenty of words we no longer use in our vocabulary, the way we interact with each other. Even pronunciations change over time. One word might have meant something completely different a hundred years ago. And today, it means something completely different. <laughs> Some words can cause harm, cut in so deep that the wound never heals. It continues to bleed. Some words may have once cut that deep and now are being reclaimed as a badge of honor. There are words that have meanings that no longer exist or relevant to our current world. We do not have the same worlds that we once had. It is constantly changing. Even for instance, over the last three years, our world has completely changed. There are new things added into our vocabulary, new words that have new meanings and old words that have new meanings. Take when someone says that they've masked. We often mean either a mask that they're going to a party or that they're masking their feelings. Now, it means something completely different. Not that the old meaning has disappeared, it just doesn't hold the same space in our being. Words are so key and so prevalent when we are working with practical magic. Now, the world can be magic and wondrous. There can be amazing things in it, things that we just cannot see. Take energy and vibrations we can feel a vibration, but we can't necessarily see energy. Look at Wi-Fi. 
we don't see it floating in the air, connecting our phones and devices. Yet it is, a, it is there. It exists. Sometimes the things that we cannot see, we try so hard to explain or eradicate them out. Practical magic is a bit different. It's about taking magic and finding practicality in it. It's about taking the practical, making it magical. We need both sides to have a complete whole. It's like courage and vulnerability. They both share the same coin, but they're on different sides. You cannot remove one without removing the other. Same with fear and creativity. They too are like twins, connected. If you sever them, they will both die. Words are transformative, no matter how you use them. So use them wisely. I remember being a kid and being told, If you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. My mom doesn't actually sound like that. I also remember seeing that in Bambi when Thumper gets told that. And that's true. But it also dismisses that when someone else is being a little not so nice to you, using your words to create boundaries and to protect yourself is also key. Being dismissive is not always necessary, and then there are times where we must be quiet to be protective. It's all about knowing the situation you're in. So let's kind of dive away from a more intense aspect of words and focus on the more expansive way of words. The words we say to ourselves and the words we say to those that we care about. There are books written in regarding those things. Self-love, self-care, love languages. There are so many books written about the way we need to be loved, how we're talked to, and how we do that for ourselves and those around us. So let's pull in a little bit more and speak specifically about magic. Now, I love spells. And I love a good story and using words. But oddly enough, I've never combined the two. I've always just spoken out what I'd want and just didn't think about what would be. Then I started later on in my life in practicing, realizing that sometimes I'd call for things like abundance. I want abundance to manifest to me, ever growing and ever free. Mm, but I didn't specify what I wanted abundance in. So I had abundance, abundance in excess. I had abundance in junk. And abundance and shit I just didn't need. I have abundance of crystals. Now I love all of them and I definitely need all of them. I have abundance of things that just 
not necessarily what I actually was looking for. I want an abundance in money so that things would just be able to create more breath. And so I started to change my wording and got much more specific. I like looking at things like the secret and they talk about like, don't be too, too specific, but also be very specific. And that can be very confusing. Am I supposed to be specific? Am I not? But it's about the feeling behind the words. The words just amplify that feeling. I remember when I applied for a position overseas in Ireland. And I already worked for the company in North America. But I wanted to work in Europe. I just knew I needed to be there. Specifically, Ireland. It was just something that just drew me in. I've never been there. And to be honest, I don't know that much about Ireland. I just know I need to be there. Coming home. So... I wrote a cover letter for my resume. Except for nobody really told me what a cover letter was for. I did not know it included more of your resume that wasn't on your resume. The in-between stuff. Polish it up and add a little pizzazz. Well, my cover letter was none of those things. I just talked about how much the company meant to me. I talked about the first time stepping into the store and being hit with magic. There was something in the air. I talked about sweeping and even finding the same magic in the dust as I swept. That tingles down your spine makes you feel warm and good, a loving embrace. I talked about how this company had made me feel alive, created passion and courage within me that I never knew was there. I talked about how wonderful it would be to infuse the same passion I had for this company as being a manager over in a new shop, which on a side note, no longer exists, (laughs) but being a new manager there and why they should hire me in comparison to probably a whole bunch of resumes they've already received in their local town. I didn't get the position because I applied too late because I got too nervous. But I did get told, find another position. We would love to have you working here. They complimented me on my cover letter. I got told later on that it was actually my cover letter that made them regret hiring the person they did for the position. I forgot about it completely. 
until I started to be told that I can tell stories, that I was a storyteller. And I never saw myself as a storyteller. My opa used to tell stories about his childhood and they were so enthralling. I would get lost in his stories and they were a mixture of excitement and hilarities and just so poetic. He was a great storyteller. His brothers were also equally as great at telling stories. And so when they would do game night and play Uno around the table, I would listen on bated breath to all of their stories. Even if it was something mundane, they had a way of making it magical. How could I be a storyteller? And these guys were amazing. I grew up watching amazing storytellers. Robin Williams, hands down, was a fascinating storyteller. He had such a way of just bringing joy and laughter into it. And even when he was serious, he could still tell a good story. I never thought about the storytelling aspect until I started to think about how I talk to people sometimes and the messages I can sometimes leave. And when I get really in a good groove, I just let my mind wander of the infinite possibilities and the magic wrapped up in the words that I say. It's like a dance. The music begins to play and you and your words move, swaying back and forth and all over the dance floor, both of you locking eyes, being lost in each other's embrace, the whole room captivated, waiting on bated breath, holding back <sighs> the climax. The release, euphoric, unfolding and unfurling. The sweet, quiet stillness. The love of the heart that beats between the words that you say. I love talking with such emotive language, and I rarely get the opportunity to do so. And when I get the opportunity, I, I just get lost in it. To speak about somebody and how amazing they are and what they remind me of allows me to just go in all directions, in all space, in all time, in all dimensions. When we cast our spells, it's using these words that have such great impact in us. It's why I think adding a little sprinkle of a fuck, a fuck to get your shit going in your spell, sometimes is the amplifying oomph that you need to really hone it in to bring in that full fire effect. 
If it's not needed, don't place it in. I see a lot of blessed be and so mote it be and so it is. And all of these words are fine, but if they do not captivate your soul, they do not speak the words that your soul speaks, then they will fall upon deaf ears. And all they are is just casting shadows upon the wall. Faint memories disappear with them. But if something so profound like, it's mine, I have it, amen, 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 then do that. If something is more aggressive, if you need to add a little witch please in it, sprinkle a little witch, that's totally fine. If first that is Shakespearean does not jive with you and do you prefer the artwork of Tupac then stand with that we try so hard to revert ourselves back to the old times or ancient ways or olden days that we lose sight of what timeline we are in The olden days didn't have Tupac or Lizzo. The olden days doesn't know who Lizzie is. They do not know who Lizzie is or Lizzo. So why would we get lost in words that mean nothing to ourselves? Now, granted, I love Shakespeare. I love the way that he wrote, and I love a good Sappho when I can find poetry that she spoke of. Mm, her poetry just speaks to coming home. However, not all speak the same language as them, and so it is often better to speak the language that is of you. Why get hung up on the details if they do not set your heart free? Some words for me are powerful, like cunt and fuck. I love those. They are tantalizing to me. Using words like vagina, which means sheath, a sheath to cover a sword. As far as I'm concerned, my vagina is no fucking sheath, and it is not utilitarian protection for a fucking sword. But wrap it up with the word pussy, and it's a completely different story. Pussy also seems so fucking vulgar. It also reminds me of a pussy cat. So is it a vulgar kitty? Is it a kitty cat that if you pet it just right, she'll purr, purr, purr. But if you irritate her too much, she will suddenly attack you, leaving blood and pain behind. Pussy means that she is wild and free. She is not tamed. She chooses to appear as so. Because sometimes 
She doesn't want to go prancing after prey in her wildish ways. Sometimes she wants to bask in the warm rays, letting herself heat up. See, words are so profound that if you were to say, stroke my pussy cat, stroke my pussy, much different than could you rub my vagina? Vagina reminds me of something that, you know, might be a tool to be used at a doctor's office when you're going in for a pap test. Pass me the vagina. So clinical and cold. Vulva, on the other hand, is a little bit nicer, but it reminds me of a Volvo, and I don't want her to be a vehicle. Again, something that somebody can use as a utilitary object. A tool that can be used and driven around. No, thank you. Words are just delicate and aggressive. They're sharp and they're soft. They're fluid. And some words are moist. Make a shiver and cringe. Why does that word disturb so many? It's just such a slimy, icky little word. Yet we can't say we have wet cakes. That does not sound too appetizing. Words that can pre create joy and myrrh. Maybe words that are colorful like yellow. Bright like the sun's ray basking in its glow of warmth. The way that sun just smells when it kisses your skin and your hair. You can smell fresh air. Smell the water of the lake. Cool and refreshing. Soothing your skin from the beating down of the rays of the sun. Joy can be laughter heard, distances. Joy can feel like pink, comforting, a warm hug, homemade pie, blowing in the air, smelling its sweet, sweet juices. Joy can be orange, igniting and fiery, lighting you up, watching the flames dance to a drumbeat that no one can hear, but they can feel. Joy can be the color green, earth grounding, luscious, Prosperous, abundantly prosperous, cool and crisp like the grass when dew first hits. Sing rich, bright, vibrant green leaves. Feeling the wind blow up against your skin. Cool little whispers. 
telling you, just close your eyes. Breathe it all in. Joy can be the color blue. Blue like the bright sky painted with fluffy clouds. Breathing in cool, crisp air. Not a care in the world. Feeling sand between your toes. The warmth filling up your body internally and flowing externally out. Laying in a hammock. Swaying back and forth. Back and forth. Joy can be in all shades and all colors. What is joyful for me may not be the same joy for you. I may want to paint a rainbow using every part of the rainbow, every color, every spectrum when I speak of joy, whereas you may want to just paint with yellow. Joy. When you make your spells, whether they are spells that you just verbalize out loud or spells that you whisper to yourself every day or spells that you infuse herbs and oils and moon water in, may the spells speak the words that sing to your soul and your heart to open up your mind into an expansive world where you combine both the practical world and the magical world to create a breathtaking masterpiece where it is perfectly imperfect, where perfection is not your focus because having your weirdness Embracing what makes you unique and not cookie-cutter formed creates a much more expansive space to be in. I hope my words have painted something magical for you. And I hope your spells stay true to you. Even if you're screaming, Bitch be gone! Banging on pots! This witch will not tolerate banging on pods. Or if you chant old words that were once spoken by those who lived hundreds of years before us. Whatever rings true for you, may you find your way. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm Lady L, your fat, sassy spiritualist, and you have been listening to Wickedly Bewitching, a podcast about this modern witch embracing my weird. And that means all the bits. Now, I do this podcast once a month, and sometimes I sneak in a couple of extra. So just stay tuned, and I hope you follow me. You can also follow me on other social medias. Again, I'm Lady L, your fat, sassy spiritualist, 
and it's been a pleasure and honor to hold this space with you.